More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, the parent trap. Parenting's a tough job and being a Catholic parent's even tougher. Are you stuck in the parenting pits? Well, we're going to help you be a more empowered, grace-filled parent. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about parenting on our show titled The Parent Trap. Sometimes we can feel (laughs) trapped by our role as a parent and uh, not be sure how to get out or, you know, kind of get through that particular challenge you're facing with your kids. The fact is, parenting is a tough job, and being a Catholic parent, well, it's even tougher, especially these days. We want to ask you, are you feeling a little confused about how to respond to the particular challenges you're going through with your kids of any age, whether they're littles, school-age kids, teens, or young adults? We never stop being a parent, never stop worrying about our kids, never stop wanting to be able to form them and help lead them to God. So if you've got questions about parenting at any age or stage, we are here to help. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Yeah, you're saying form them and lead them to God. You know, most parents are just basically thrilled if we can get through the day. You know, if we if we get to the point of the day where everybody's in their beds at night and we can take a deep breath and say, we made it, everybody's alive. Nobody everybody's set on. the dog on fire. Even Praise if God. they did, yeah. God forbid. <laughs> like if you make it to the end of the day, and there are just days that feel that way. I was joking with Greg, <coughs> excuse me, before the show, when we were looking at the scripture of the day, and this is not the scripture of the day because this is just a joke, so take a deep breath <laughs> but I said to Greg really the scripture of the day is the one that says you duped me O Lord and I let myself be duped because how many days <laughs> do we feel like that honestly where we love our children we we would do anything for our children but we're thinking wait a minute like you know there was all this joy at the baby shower joy at the announcement joy and then it's hard you know then it just gets Hard sometimes for a couple hours, sometimes for a day, sometimes for a really long season in our lives, and we're just not sure how to get through it, as you were saying, Greg, but also how do we form these children? How do we help them to know God in their faith and really know God's love and our love and all of us get along and not want to just blow up the family? And it can be difficult. 877 
573-7825. I mean, the fact is, parenting is a lifelong responsibility. You know, it doesn't just stop when they turn 18 it or 21 or whatever. Not. Of course, the relationship can change over the years. It needs to change over the years. But as Christian parents, we never stop mentoring, supporting, caring for, and loving our kids. And that can be hard work. So, what parenting challenges are you facing? Maybe you're struggling to meet your infant or toddler's needs and your own needs, too. Is that is even that, allowed? Is illegal? Yeah, I right. <laughs> well, it is. And there are ways to do it, but if you're struggling, we're here for you. Maybe you're facing some difficulties with your littles, struggling with tantrums, or your school-aged kids struggling with following through on what you've asked them to do, or maybe your teens are pushing back against your rules or your faith or your values, or your adult kids are rejecting the faith and values you raised them in. Or, you know, most painfully, even rejecting you. Whatever parenting challenges you're facing, let us help you reclaim your power to be a more grace-filled mom or dad. Give us a call. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the more to Life podcast, you can also send your questions to us via email. That address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at moretoliferadio.com. We love hearing your voice, so pick up your phone and give us a call, 877-573-7825. As you were saying, Greg, you know we really want to help you be a more grace-filled mom or dad, but that includes... A grace-filled grandparent as well, because as you were saying, Greg, and it's so important for people to realize, if there ever was a time in history where your kid hit 18 and you just said, you're done, go, bye, and I don't think there was. I think our children always needed multi-generational mentoring, but it's certainly true in this day and age where there's so much information so much conflicting stuff out there that can get our kids confused. The bar is higher in terms of being able to be independent and know your way around. Parenting never ends. We're always called to be there from the minute they're, they're placed in our lives throughout our lives with them. They need us. They depend on us in many, many ways. Some of them are healthy. Some of them are unhealthy. Let's help you sort it all out and have that relationship with your children and help them create that relationship with you and God that you're dreaming about. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not sure what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of talks uh, over the course of about five years, uh, every Wednesday for five years actually, uh, where he talked about how we can discover God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation and especially how he designed our bodies to work. And the theology of the body, including many other things that St. John Paul II taught us over the course of his time as our Pope, reminds us that parenting is a ministry. In fact, if we have children, it is the most important ministry we can be involved in. 
we tend to think of ministry as that churchy stuff that we do at church. You know, things like reading at Mass and singing in the choir or doing charity work. And of course, all of those things are ministries and they're important ones. But so is parenting. And it's the only ministry that you can do for your children. Think of ministry as any activity that communicates the love of God to another person. Well, if that doesn't sound like the job description of a Christian parent, then I don't know what does. St. John Paul said that families are called to be schools of love and virtue. Christians aren't called to love each other the way the world loves. We're called to love each other in a new and different way, the way that Christ loves us, freely, totally, faithfully, and fruitfully. And God asks families to become the places where Christians learn to love each other with that love that you were just talking about, Lisa. You know, Catholic parents are called to do a lot more than just get through the day. I mean, I know, as you were saying earlier, <laughs> that's all we can manage, and that's, that's okay. But we're called to be intentional about helping each other live God's vision of love in the home and work together to help each other find ways to share that love with, well, everybody we meet. You know, when we do that work, our families are transformed by grace into something more than just regular old families. We become domestic churches, which is a fancy way of saying that families are supposed to be outposts of grace in, the hurting, in a hurting world and the place where future saints are nurtured and raised. And if families really are what the church says we are, building blocks of a grace-filled church and a godly society, then learning how to be good, effective, and godly parents, committed to raising good and godly kids, has got to be one of the most important ministries we can do. So it it's good to be good at it. <laughs> but the fact is we all have our off days and we all struggle as parents. So if you've got questions about parenting, about living your faith at home, or passing the faith on to your kids, or dealing with all the myriad problems that accompany those jobs, give us a call. We want to help make parenting a little easier today on More to Life. The number, 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. And then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you our children, in particular, and our role as parents. And we ask you, as a good shepherd, to show us how to shepherd our children, to lead them to be godly, grace-filled people who love you first and most, and who know how to be your blessing in the world. Help us to be instruments of your love and grace in our homes. Help us learn how to pass the faith on to our kids, to raise them up in ways that you would have them go, and to be the kinds of parents that reflect your love in our eyes. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, uh, the show is titled The Parent Trap, as we talk about the tough job of parenting and how to make it maybe just a little easier. <laughs> Give us a call. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Michael, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Michael. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Hi. I have multiple kids. <laughs> And during one night at prayer, uh, my, I have a 
nine-year-old son who's well, we all down to Neil and um, and as he was praying, he he uh, I have a toddler came up to him and he kind of just knocked turned around. Uh, the toddler came from behind him and he kind of turned around and just knocked him down. I I think he thought it was his older brother, but um, uh, at the time I didn't help. Uh, yeah, I reacted uh, pretty bad, <laughs> um, and uh, he the toddler cried, and I got mad, and I grabbed them forcefully and put them in timeout, yelled, and and mm-hmm. I guess how do I how do I not react that way, and how should I react that way in that moment of prayer uh, when we should be praying, and um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so, so tell me a little more how it all worked out. Like, so, so after after you went to timeout, what 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 did you do then? Uh, I waited for a, a little bit, um, and then I went up to him and I, I you know, I told him that uh, you shouldn't be pushing or hitting people during prayer, um, and that I also apologized to him for my reaction. But um, and then he said, okay, he he thought it was his. He thought someone was trying to uh, bother him or something, um, like his older sibling okay. or something. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, Michael, I think overall you handled just uh, handle things pretty well, and I understand that you probably got more angry than you would like to, and 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 you know we all we sometimes get surprised as parents, and we we uh, you know are are more forceful or uh, use a stronger tone than we might like. Uh, to, to sort of build on this. And again, I, I don't think you should be beating yourself up. I think that you were surprised that your your nine-year-old pushed over your, your two-year-old. You had to stop it immediately, uh, and you had to get his attention and move him to, the, to, move him to a place where he could kind of be safe and process that, and, and that's what you did. Um, you know, but but as, as a follow-up, you know, so when you go in there, I think one of the things we want to do as parents is try to look at what the intention behind behavior is, right? Uh, and, and then teach those kids how to meet that intention or need in a healthier way. So you're saying that, that he thought that it was his you know, older brother coming up behind him to, you know, I don't know, to, to pick on him or, or whatever it was, right? So at that point, you can kind of talk through, all right, well, let's say, let's say that was going to happen. Let's say that did happen. Let's say that really was your, your older brother, and he was going to do whatever it is you thought he was going to do. How, would you, how could you handle that better? How could you handle that differently instead of just turning around and, and pushing him? You know, how could we do, what, what, what are things, some things we could come up with? And then you could even role play it. Right? Let's, okay, let's imagine that I'm your older brother, and I'm coming up behind you, and now what do you do and say? And actually have him do and say it, so that he knows the next time how to handle himself. Uh, because you know, discipline is really all about teaching what to do instead of what they did. Um, again, I mean, I think it would be great if we could all be just sort of blissed out all the time and never yell. And uh, That's not realistic. I mean, you know, sometimes we need to ex- raise our voices because uh, our kids have done something that we, they need to know is not okay. I, I, I realize, you know, and, and I think that most people would think uh, of the pr- approach we advocate as gentle parenting. I realize that gentle parenting is, a, is sort of the thing. But I think that we have to be careful here with gen- the idea of gentle parenting because we're not being gentle for the sake of being gentle. Gentle parenting is really about using the gentlest, reasonable approach we can to teach the lesson. And sometimes the gentlest approach we can use is to say, hey, knock it off. Right? Well, and, and that's okay. when <laughs> there's harm that's happened or harm that could immediately happen to another person. You know, if you're, God forbid, 
bit you had saw a child in the middle of the road with a truck coming down on them, you wouldn't get down on your knees, look in their eyes, and talk them through it. You know, you'd, you'd yell and, and startle them and get them the heck out of the way because you're trying to do something that's, that's in the urgent moment to make the best thing happen, which is protect their lives. The problem would come in is if you were a habitual yeller, if you never discussed anything, if you never taught anything. It was just yell, stick them in time out, get them out without any kind of lesson. That's where the problem would really be. Now, Michael, one other little note. I, it was hard to, to hear exactly what you said, but I think you were saying that you were all kneeling for family prayer. That's a beautiful prayer position. It's a wonderful thing to do. But you also said you have a myriad of children and that at least one of them is a toddler. You may find that if you're feeling stressed or if the family's kind of, especially the younger kids are kind of getting antsy or or distracting during prayer, you may want to pull back on that particular prayer position and perhaps what you're doing during prayer and just all cozy up on the couch in the living room or on the floor together so that you're cuddling the toddler so he's not running around and distracting people so that you're actually able to pray in a way as a family that brings everybody's concerns to the Lord and really teaches them how to talk to God. The time for everybody kneeling or more specifically you know, longer prayers of meditation, I don't know what you were doing, but if you're trying to get through a family rosary with toddlers, that can be very challenging and very upsetting to parents because we don't feel like we're doing it right. The point is to really bring all your children to God and teach them how to have that personal conversational life with the Lord who loves them so much. So last little point before we let you go, Michael. I mean, there's nothing wrong at all with, with kind of sitting back afterward and saying, you know, how, how, could, how would I have liked to have handled that better? You know, is there some way I, I could have, you know, corrected him without necessarily getting quite so upset? That, I think that's a good thing to ask. But it's okay to not, I mean, I don't want you to beat yourself up for what you did because I think you handled it pretty darn well, frankly. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, the only other piece I would add is, what, is that part that I suggested where you kind of identify the intention behind the behavior and, and suggest and teach and role play some different ways to handle it. But, but good on you, Michael. Thank you so much for the call. And good on you for being willing to, to really reflect on your own behavior and, and learn from it, apologize to your kid, and, and really say, you know, okay, you know, this is what I did, and next time I'm going to do better. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for the call. We need more godly dads like you out there. Amen to that. 877-573-7825. We're talking about parenting today on More to Life on our show titled The Parent Trap. If you're feeling stuck about some issue you're trying to handle as a parent, whether that's deal with a behavior issue or live the faith in your home or pass the faith on to your kids or deal with the pushback you're getting about the way you parent, let's talk it out. 877 573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls. Plus, we'll be joined by Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute when we come back after this break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. 
how are we treating God? Are we treating him like a magic wand, a rabbit's foot, only going to him when we need something? The results if we don't stay in a relationship with God, and I know this from personal experience, much of the suffering that I had in my life has been brought on by my own stupid mistakes. We have to have God front and center of our life every day. As Father Michael Schmidt says, we're all called to be saints. We have to stand up and fight. We can't just grab God when we need something. He's not a slot machine. Putting coins in and pulling the one-armed bandit and expecting to win a big prize. We have to have that relationship with God so we can truly do His will and be truly happy. So follow Him, not just once in a while, but every single moment. Catholic Connection, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled The Parent Trap, as we talk about those times where we feel a little trapped as a parent's not sure what to do about those behavior problems, those disrespectful times when our kids talk back, just all the challenges we face as being parents, especially Catholic parents. 877-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute. Hey, Bill, welcome to More to Life. Good morning, good morning, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Bill. So you, you wanted to share some insights from St. John Paul uh, on parenting and family life. Yeah, if I could, and, and really to recommend to your listeners, especially the parents, to take a look at John Paul II's letter to families that he wrote. It really is uh, a gift for all of us. But I just want to read something that's pretty dramatic, and then we'll try to help it land in our actual families. So he writes this, The history of mankind, the history of salvation, passes by way of the family. The family is placed at the center of the great struggle between good and evil, life and death, love and all that's opposed to love. And then he says, The family is entrusted the task of striving, to unleash the forces of good. Dr. Greg and Lisa, every time I read this, and I sit in my prayer journal, I love it so much, I just hear the music from, like, The Incredibles or some Marvel movie, <laughs> you know? we And I feel like i got to do it. You know, we got to unleash the forces of good. It's dramatic. <laughs> it's bold. It's very JP2. But I want to just open this up for your listeners because this is for real. If we can get... A school of love in our family, oriented the right way, self-giving love, it will radiate love. It has that power. That's, you know, and I think that um, 
what you're saying it just reminds us of the bigger mission that we as Catholic parents serve. It's not just about getting through the day. It's really, as St. John Paul said, unleashing the powers of good. And, you know, I think what we were talking about with our previous caller, too, about, you know, making sure that we're not just correcting bad behavior, but, but identifying what our, what our children are trying to do and then teaching them healthier and godlier ways to do that, whether that's standing up for themselves or negotiating conflict or managing anger or whatever it is. When we, when we see those bad behaviors or displays of quote-unquote willfulness or whatever and we don't get our backs up about it but instead see that as an opportunity to teach and mentor our kids and unleash the power of good in those moments I think that that really shows how parenting and family life becomes a major spiritual exercise wouldn't you say? Yes and and I think yeah absolutely and here's the thing it's not just us moms and dads who are doing all the shaping but our kids are shaping us (laughs) they are really chiseling away at us and if we allow the lord to uh, to allow our children to shape us we become more patient we start modeling in the language of our bodies kindness gentleness peace and we become the saint we become the figure that the children can look up to but there's a give and receive in the family as in every relationship right that they're also shaping us to become these radiant forces of good for the world. I agree so wholeheartedly, Bill. I, I talk about this in, in my book, The Corporal Works of Mommy, because you know, I, I tell a story in there and it's always affected me as a young mom. Mother Mother Teresa of Calcutta was known to get up really early before the other sisters and go out and tend to the, you know, poor and do all this. Moms and dads don't get to choose that. You know, your kid can wake up at any hour of the morning and come and have a bad dream or be ill or whatever. You're parenting, yeah. you're you're hitting that spiritual wall, and everything is a choice. Will I be open to what God's trying to teach me today? Can I employ the virtues he's asking me to do and pass on this culture of good? Or am I just going to not? And And everything is that invitation to be formed by what our children are coming to us with so that we can form them. It is a beautiful, beautiful, holy circle. Amen. Bill, thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure talking with you. We really appreciate your insights. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, where can they turn? Yes, visit us online at tobinstitute.org so you can visit us in person for our courses. Thanks for having me. God bless, Bill. Thank you so much for being with us. You know, listeners might be wondering, some, especially younger listeners, you know, wh- why are you guys so hung up on, on St. John Paul, JP2? Like, you know, this is a long time ago now. Well, the reality is St. John Paul wrote about two-thirds of everything the church ever produced on marriage and family life. Um, and that's one of the reasons we refer to him as St. John Paul the Great, because he, he, he wrote so much about how marriage and family life is a ministry, is, is uh, the heart of Catholic spirituality, and, and his writings really help us see how we can encounter Christ more meaningfully in our everyday life and make the faith the source of the warmth in our, in our homes. So that's why we talk so much about the theology of the body and the influence of St. John Paul II. If you've got questions about parenting, though, whether we're talking about littles, uh, school-age kids, uh, teens, or young adults, or well-adulted kids, we want to help you be a more effective, godly, faithful parent. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions about parenting coming up right after the break. He was a Jesuit, a cardinal, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. 
St. Robert Bellarmine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, including helping to draft two important catechisms that defended church teachings during the Protestant revolt. Pope Clement VIII named Bellarmine a cardinal because, as the Pope put it, Bellarmine had not his equal for learning. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. The prayer of the hour of Jesus is an extraordinary prayer, states the Catholic Catechism. It is the longest prayer recorded in the Gospels that Jesus offers to his Father. He prays it as he is facing the hour of his passion. The Catechism claims the prayer embraces the whole economy of creation and salvation, as well as Jesus' death and resurrection. It always remains his own prayer, just as his Passover, once for all, remains always present in the liturgy of his church. In this paschal and sacrificial prayer, also known as Jesus' priestly prayer, everything is concisely reviewed and summarized in Christ. God and the world, the word and the flesh, eternal life and time, the love that hands itself over, and the sin that betrays it. Jesus fulfilled the work of the Father completely. His prayer, like his sacrifice, extends until the end of time. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Do you need to have an important conversation with someone? Here's a tip. Do twice as much listening as talking. Don't do it as a technique. Listen because you're genuinely interested in what the other person thinks, what motivates them, and what their goals, concerns, and needs are. Successful conversationalists may not agree with everything the other people say, but they're careful not to rush to judgment. They ask questions. They show real care and concern. They look for points of agreement to build on. They don't try to change the person they're speaking with, but they do look for ways to be a positive influence while deepening the relationship. Christians call this approach accompaniment. To learn more about being an effective listener, especially when it comes to building a better relationship with your adult kids, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is on parenting, titled The Parent Trap. You know, the reality is parenting is a lifelong responsibility. And, of course, our relationship with our kids changes over the years. But we never stop mentoring and supporting, caring for and loving our kids. And it can be hard. What challenges are you facing as a parent? Maybe you're struggling to meet your infant or toddler's needs while actually meeting your own, too. Did you even know that was allowed? <laughs> <laughs> what if you're struggling with, you know, the, t- the tantrums your toddler uh, are throwing or the, the difficulties your school-age kids are struggling with, um, the, the teens pushing back against your rules or your faith or your values or your adult kids 
rejecting the faith and values you raised them in, or you know, sometimes even rejecting you. Whatever parenting challenges you're facing, let us help you reclaim your power to be a more grace-filled mom or dad. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Before we go to our next caller, we're sending out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family, KHFR one hundred three point five in Fairfield, Iowa, is celebrating nine years with us this week. Congratulations to Mary LaFrancis and the great folks at KHFR one hundred three point five FM from all of your friends right here. At EWTN. And folks, wherever you are listening to EWTN, make sure you support your local EWTN radio station with your prayers, certainly, uh, but with your dollars as well, because we want to keep EWTN radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you and living a more faithful, joyful, and abundant life. Give us a call. We're talking about parenting today on More to Life, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. um, Yeah, I have a 19-year-old son. Um, He's living with uh, me and my husband. He's a full-time college student. Um, the problem is, is he wants to uh, sleep at his girlfriend's house uh, once a week. She lives about 30 minutes away. Um, he does tell me that um, her parents are home. Um, he will be sleeping in his uh, separate bedroom. Um, but I just don't, but he doesn't agree with that, and I just don't know how to handle it. <laughs> you, you, when you say he doesn't agree with that, he doesn't agree with you not wanting him to do that? Exactly. Um, I mean, I guess, what does that got to do with anything? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my answer. So, so yeah, talk, talk to me about where you're, where are you struggling, right? Because, really, I mean, I think that's a, that's a flip thing to say. But, 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 uh, but you know, but you, you have the right to say no. But so talk, but talk me through, um, you know, where you're getting hung up here with him. So he doesn't agree with it. So what does that mean to you? Well, I, I made a huge mistake. I, I let him sleep there for for the last like six weeks, and then I, and then a light bulb moment went on. I'm like, you know, th- this isn't cool. Um, you know, I, this is against my morals, my beliefs. So you know, we told him, you know, we don't want that happening anymore. Well, you know, after I let him do it for so long for for the last month and a half, n- now you know he doesn't agree with it, and he's all mad and everything. So. I mean, it's like I tell him we we tell him we don't want him to. So what's what would would be a good idea for the next recourse? Well, when you say the next, I mean, is he disobeying you? Is he going anyway, or is he listening to you just just doesn't like it? Well, we don't we don't know it. Um, we just uh, uh, had this well, you do. Is he home at night in his own bed? Yes. Okay, then you know. So he's listening to you. Right. Well, I know, but he he usually goes there um, on like Thursday nights. But does he come home and sleep in his own bed at this point, Mary, or is he just I'm, staying out all night and supposedly staying at the girlfriend's house with the parents there? Which one? Well, well no, he's he's staying home now. Um, okay. But I, I just don't want him to sleep over there anymore. Yeah, fine. So I, I guess you, you got me a little confused. Got us a little confused because you, you're saying you don't know if he's sleeping over there. Like you're not. So so uh, I mean, based on the clarification you gave, it sounds like 
what's happening here is you 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 made the mistake of saying go ahead and do it, and then after you thought about it and you said, well, you know what, I don't I think I made a mistake, and I don't really want you going over there anymore to to sleep over at night, even though you say you're sleeping in separate rooms. Um, and he does and he's not happy about it, but he's listening to you. I mean that's parenting right there. I mean I don't you know the the I think that one of the things that we sometimes do when we set limits with our kids is we or with anybody, right? Uh, whether it's it's with our kids or a friend or whoever, we want we set a boundary and we want them to like it. Um but you can't have both of those things. Uh the, the best you can do, Mary, I think is is to explain to him, look. We love you. And because we love you, we don't ever want to put you in a position where you could either hurt yourself or her. You know, we want you to be able to have a healthy, holy relationship, which means being able to, to, to not put yourself in situations where you could be tempted to go further or to do things that, that wouldn't be appropriate at this stage of your relationship. And because, you know, when people do those things, that, you know, when they, when they have sex before marriage, when they, when they go too far, they end up saying with their bodies promises they can't keep with their lives. They end up saying, look, I want to give all of myself to you for all of my life, and I want to get all of you back for all of my life. And you're not in a place where you can make that promise to her. And, you don't, and we don't want to put you in a position where you're tempted to make that promise with your body that you can't make with your life. And so I understand you don't like it, and I understand that we made a mistake in letting you go there in the first place, and we shouldn't have done that. Um, but just because we made a mistake doesn't mean we need to keep repeating it. And I'm sorry you don't like it, but we love you too much to let you do this thing that will, frankly potentially jeopardize your relationship and, and her well-being long-term. So, no, son, we love you too much to let you do this, and we expect you to be in your bed every night uh, at, at X time. Yeah. And, yeah. and he doesn't have to like it, and that's okay. Um, but what I'd suggest to you as well, Mary, don't just leave it at that. Um, you know, when you, when it sounds like you don't have as close a relationship with him as, as, you, as you need to to really mentor him through this, I would really encourage you to step up getting regular one-on-one time with him where maybe you guys have a mom and son date on Saturday mornings where you go to breakfast or your, your husband goes out and takes him for dinner or something and you have regular time where you're mentoring young, your young man and what it means to be a godly young man. It's not enough to just lay down the rules. Right? We need to be teaching our children how to be the godly young men and women that they're called to be and what that means in terms of how they live their life and make their choices and have relationship. It's, it's not enough to just say, well, you can do this or you can't do that. We have to actually raise them to be well-formed, loving adults. And I think that if, anywhere, if, if you're slipping anywhere, I think it's there, uh, that, that, that you're just sort of letting him do his thing and then kind of... You know, imposing a rule after the fact. And right. you're, you're correct, your rule is correct, but you're not giving him any context, you're not giving him the mentoring that he needs. You need to disciple this young man into a healthy, godly adulthood, not just apply the rule. The rule is right, and I want you to keep the rule, and whether he likes it or not, suck it up. But, he's, <laughs> but, but, he, but he, there needs to be more going on here than just laying down that rule. And I would go one step further. I mean, this, this young man obviously feels like he's in a relationship where he feels very close to this young woman. He's too too young to be getting married yet but if he feels like this is going to be a long-term relationship she needs to be coming to your house for meals making sure that you actually get to really know her so that you can mentor both of them together and be present in their lives if he's saying you know oh well the parents are in the house are these people you should be getting to know so that you can get to know them you know and form a plan together for helping this young couple grow in God together, be a chaste couple, have the future that they apparently want to have. So all of those connections 
are going to be important to have behind this rule. I want you to pick up a copy of our book, How to Have Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. It's going to really talk about how to, ment- how to mentor your, your young man there more effectively. Um, but, you know, you're doing the right thing, Mary. Let's just, just fill in some of the gaps there to, to provide context and the mentoring that he needs as well as the rules. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Talking about parenting today on More to Life. How can we help you? Let's talk now with Heather, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Minnesota. Heather, a member of the Catholic Home Community. How are how you doing today, Heather? What's up? Heather, you there? Heather in, Heather in Minnesota? Okay. Well, well let's go to... Let's go to Natasha, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Minnesota on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to Work to Life. What's going on? I have a um, six-year-old who is um, was doing really great bedtime and everything. Um, sometime in December, she started to revert a little bit, and um, I am no longer able to easily just say prayers, give a kiss, and leave the room. <laughs> she thinks she needs mm-hmm. to hold my hand to be able to fall asleep, um, or she has a complete crying, meltdown, thinking that she needs to sleep in our bed. Um, Or if we do somehow get her to sleep, then halfway through the night, she's climbing into bed with us (laughs) and sleeping in there the whole time. Um, The kicker is she shares a room with her eight-year-old sister, and so we can't just always let her cry because obviously she keeps the other one awake. Um, no, and, and you wouldn't want to do that anyway because it's not going to solve the problem. You know, if if even with a six-year-old, if you just let her cry, she's just going to learn learned helplessness. Nobody's going to come to me if exactly. I if I have a concern. So, so beyond the beyond the obvious, you know, frustration, um, what what what's your specific concern that we can help you with here? I guess I'm just trying to look for some helpful hints on to how best to help her. Um, and give us all some peace and restful sleep. <laughs> uh, we I, we were struggling with this issue with both girls, particularly our older girl, uh, up till about a year ago. And at that point, mm-hmm. I had happened to find a solution that worked where we printed off large calendars for them both, um, and we instilled that um, if they let me leave the room after prayers and hugs and kisses um, with, while they were still awake, um, and they didn't call out for us, and they didn't get out of their bed without really needing to, um, and they made it through the night, then the next morning they would get a sticker on that calendar, and after however long, we would reward them with something like a trip to the aquarium or whatever, and it worked it almost instantly really well. We were shocked. <laughs> um, okay. And it was work. I mean, we stopped the calendar thing after the first couple months because we didn't need it anymore, but now around December, the younger one has started to revert to these issues that weren't even really a big problem for her before it was the older sister. Um, we are wondering if she maybe somehow got it in her head that something's going to happen to me and she's having some separation anxiety and fear about that. Is, is um, there a tangible reason why she would feel that way? Are you ill? Are you undergoing medical treatment? The only thing, I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, there was talk of wills and um, we have um, brothers and sisters who have children around the same age and there's been talk of who would get children if something did happen. And the only thing we can okay. think of is that somehow yeah. she overheard something like that. 
um, okay. and got it in her head that something was going to happen to me. <laughs> well, there's, so. there's one other part to this, Natasha, that's making a lot of sense. The eight-year-old started doing well about a year ago, and now your six-year-old right. is starting to have this issue. That is actually normal for the age group okay. because around this age, they develop a huge imagination, just just a huge imagination, but not the logical and verbal capability to talk themselves through whatever could be scaring them. So the imagination starts either while she's awake, laying in bed, or even if she's had a bad dream, but she still doesn't have the skills to say, this is just a dream, or this is just my imagination, and I know that I'm safe here, and my sister's next to me. So it's actually pretty age-appropriate, so don't panic that this is going to last forever as long as you, you know, put some some good practices in place. Yeah, and you know, so so that's number one. I mean, this is she's not being disobedient, she's not being difficult, she's being six. And at, at six, because of that imagination really coming online, kids develop a new level of ability to scare the wits out of themselves. So um, that's pretty typical. Um, and 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 you know, all the research really shows that when it comes to like teaching kids to stay in their own rooms and all that, it's it's a it's 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 something parents have to revisit at different ages and stages as the brain continues to develop and imagination and self-talk and all that kind of uh, develop as well. So um, you know, just some you know, if if the thing you were doing before works, there's nothing wrong with doing that again. Uh, I would all, I would suggest though that that what you're really the skill she's wanting to learn here, needing to learn is self-regulation. You know, the ability to kind of talk herself down and calm herself down, right? And so. Um, what I would suggest is maybe staying with her and, and praying with her, but then also talking, not, not when she's going to bed, but, but, but at other times talking about what are some things that you could do to help yourself feel better. When, when do you feel safest and when do you feel uh, most calm and when do you feel most protected? And kind of you know, maybe uh, you know, teaching her to, to ask Mommy Mary to, to hold her in her arms and keep her safe and teach her how to pray. Um, through those times when she's feeling a little bit scared. Or um, she might tell you that she has a bad dream about some monster that's under the bed or whatever, and you could have her actually draw out um, a, a kind of a cartoon where in frame one, you know, the monster is hiding under the bed, and in frame two, the monster kind of pops out and scares her. But then in frame three, uh, somebody, whether that's Saint Michael, for example, you know, uh, comes or to Jesus defend her, or, the or Jesus, Mother, or, or some or, other hero she can imagine herself, and just kind of makes the story where, okay, in the next frame, the the, 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 the monster is defeated, and now she's safe, and actually drawing that out for her to help her manage those fears. Um, so giving her ways to kind of deal with those fears, but also kind of maybe setting up um, like a sleeping bag, for example, at the foot of, the, of your bed, where on those nights where she absolutely, you know, it needs you to be able to say, look, you, you're, it's a, I would like you to do these things because you're getting older and it's important for you to learn how to, to face fears and calm yourself down. But on those nights where you absolutely can't, uh, you know, your dad and I still need our sleep. So if you want to come into the room, you can sleep in the sleeping bag that's at the foot of the bed. Um, but you can't come into the bed, or or whatever. You're, you're just helping her kind of manage it a little bit better, right? Not rec- recognizing that this isn't coming from her trying to be manipulative or 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 poorly behaved, but really that she's struggling to know how to calm herself down whenever she's afraid of these things. So it's okay for you to be there a little bit to try to help her get a handle on that fear and all that, but you want to be teaching her other tools like we are suggesting here on how to get control of those fears so that she can feel good about herself uh, being able to stand up 
uh, for herself in the, in the face of those kinds of imaginations. Um, Natasha, if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We talk more about this in our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, uh, Birth to Age 11. That book takes a look at We also have one for teens. Um, but check that out. I'd also invite you to become part of the Catholic Home Community. That's Catholic H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. You can download the app. The first month is free. Uh, and become part of the community where we're answering questions like this every day. Our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches is on the app, answering parenting questions, mo- hosting weekly moderated discussions. We've got tons of resources that you can check out, including our Catholic Home Foundation series, which really helps the whole family get on board for creating a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic household, I think you'd love it. So check it out. You can download the Catholic HOM app or go to CatholicHOM.com to learn more. We hope we'll see you there. Thanks so much for joining us today on More to Life. And if there's more we can do for you, come on over and continue the conversation at Catholic HOM. With that, we have to head out to our break, but it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors or the gods of the people in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Inspiring words from Joshua, reminding us as Catholic parents that it's okay to be countercultural, and it's okay to live our faith, and it's okay to love differently as Christ calls us to love. 877-573-7825, taking your parenting questions today on More to Life when we return in just a minute. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Right now, as you know, America, Catholic Church, really the Western world, is being shaken. But let me read this passage. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 25. We'll go to 29. The writer to the Hebrews says, His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised, I will once more shake not only the earth, but heaven. And that phrase, once more, points to the removal of shaken, created things, so that what is unshaken may remain. We realize that nothing is fixed. Everything seems to be in flux. And that's the, why God's people need to be immersed in Scripture. Because there we come across the unchangeable and the unshakable God. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta. For Eastern on EWTN Radio. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. 
Welcome back to More to Life. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking about parenting today. Uh, who's our caller? Who's our next caller, Lisa? We're talking with Heather, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Minnesota. Heather, welcome to More to Life. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? We Lisa can too. now. It's great to hear from you. What can we do for you today? Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, so I'm calling about our four-year-old. He is the fifth of seven kids, so we've got um, twin babies who are one below him. And mm-hmm. now that he's four, we've started um, making him do more cleanup of things. You know, before you can move from this toy to that toy, you got to pick up the magnetiles. And sure, you know, I'm sitting Good there, for you. Okay. And you're talking about accompanying him. So mm-hmm. I might be sitting there. I might have babies in my arms, so I can't actually do it. But I'll say, okay, right. I need you to pick up those magnetiles. You grab those up, bring them over here to the bag. And sometimes he does it, and sometimes he'll just. I can't, you know, put himself on the ground and have a physical tantrum. Or lately, he's been doing a lot of, um, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, my leg, my leg. And it's the same, like, okay, time to get into your jammies. Oh, my leg hurts. Or my back. And I, oh, my I find myself becoming very callous. Like, I don't believe you, Blaze. Like, get up, you know, get to it. I, like, Sure. Um, that or... So here's or, a... So here's a, here's and I'm just going to jump in because we've only got about two and a half minutes before they play us out. So, but feel free to call back if we don't hit it. Yeah, all. and I know you're also a member of the Catholic Home Community, so if there are follow up questions there, feel free to post those questions in the Home Builder channel as well. We'd be happy to respond. Yeah, we're there always too. here for you, one way or the other. But just to kind of build on what you're saying here, you know, the the, the ironic thing is the more you can empathize, the quicker you can move him through it. And actually, this is a this is uh, something. There's a great book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk by Adele Faber and Elaine Maislich. It's a parenting classic. It's been around for maybe 30 years or more. Um, but I really recommend you pick it up. Um, anyway, so so what, what they talk about in the book is, you know, when your kid's like, oh, you know, and they, they're whining and they're, they're fetching about whatever, you know, you, you, you can say to them, it's really hard to do hard things, isn't it? What are some other things that are hard to do? And you get them kind of talk. Uh, is it, you know, and you can even, you know, if when you can inject some humor, you know, that's even better, you know. Uh, but 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 even just empathizing, it's really hard to do hard things, isn't it? I you know I feel that way sometimes too. Okay, let's put away the tiles now. You'll be amazed at how quickly you can move a kid through it just by empathizing with it. It's really hard to want to put your jammies on, isn't it? And and sometimes sometimes we do have aches and pains, right? I do too. And, and make sure he's engaged and kind of. Uh-huh, at the very least, so that you, he, you know he's heard the empathy. Okay, so since your left leg hurts, lift your right leg and put your right leg in. Oh, good boy, that's really great. And you're doing a good job, even though it's hard for you. Okay, give me your left leg. Let's be really gentle, because I don't want it to hurt. And, you know, and you, so it's not a matter of letting him off the hook because he's whining or, or, or whatevering about it. It's you empathize and then just assume it's going to happen anyway. Don't let it even be a question that it's going to get done. But, but just, just manage the feeling and move through it. The more you can do that and, make, and not make the feeling an issue, the more that kids learn, I can feel a feeling and do it anyway. And that's a really important lesson for that's, all of us, right? I mean, I, right I know there. 40 and 50-year-olds who don't know that they can feel a feeling and do the right thing anyway. So the more we're able to just kind of say, yeah, you know what, it's, sometimes we feel that way. I'm really sorry you're having a hard time with that. That's really hard to do hard things, isn't it? It's really hard whenever your leg hurts, isn't it, to do the right thing. Well, give me your right, give me your, give me your right leg then, and you'll just do this. And you just move them through, right? Don't let the feeling be an issue. Acknowledge it. 
empathize with it, be affectionate about it, and then move them right on through to the thing they need to do anyway. If you have follow-up questions, since you are a member of the Catholic HOM community, go ahead and post them in the Home Builder Forum. Our whole team is there to help you uh, with any follow-ups you might have or any other questions you've got about parenting. And I want to invite all of our listeners to join Heather and, and all the other good families that are on Catholic Home. That's Catholic HOM. It stands for Households on Mission. It's an app where we meet every day with Catholic families just like you to help you build a more loving, caring, connected Catholic household and get the whole kids on board for living a more faithful and loving life. Check it out. We've got tons of resources and daily coaching for parents so you can be a more faithful and effective mom or dad. Check it out. CatholicHOM.com to learn more or just download the Catholic HOM app. First month is absolutely free. Hope to see you there. Thanks so much for tuning in today on More to Life. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because with His grace... There is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.